man, that's is what I'm talking about. Oh. oh yeah, Starbucks. This has to be the strongest coffee in the world. Oh, I love it. It's a little hot. My God. Oh, it tastes so great. I, I love this stuff. I mean, yes, it's like forty dollars per freaking cup. I mean, they can do something about these prices, but oh my god, it tastes so wonderful. Oh man. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know the C, uh, the CEO of Starbucks. This is um Kevin Johnson. That's. Oh, he's talking about the former. Oh, Howard Schultz. Oh, yeah, my boy. Yes, he is a absolute, absolute um, Democratic supporter. I mean, he supported Hillary Clinton. He supported um, Barack Obama. Um, you know, he's he's been there. He's 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 been a road dog for the Democratic Party. What? He's thinking about running for president. <laughs> well, well, you know what? The Democratic Party needs a little bit more, you know. I mean, we got 45 of them of the running already, so he might as well. He's he's some millionaire, I guess. You know, he could be the the anti-Trump, I guess. I know. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. What? What? He's not running as a Democrat. What, what What's he running as? An independent. What? A centrist, independent. What? What the hell is that? A, a centrist. In, he, did he just make that up. A, a, a centrist, independent. What? He talks about the Democratic Party as if he, he wasn't part of it for all these many years. Jeez, don't that sound familiar? Jeez, he, he might actually become president. You know, jeez, Trump was what a, 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 a avid Democratic supporter also. And he is running the Democratic, uh, he's running the Republican Party as the president. So uh, I might work for him, but that, uh, really? A centrist independent. What the hell is that? Isn't independence, uh, this the definition of it is their they're, they're center? You know, they, they don't lean Democrat, they don't lean Republican, they're kind of center. So he's the center of the center? A centrist independent. Oh my God, what what is this world becoming to? I, I tell you what. You grab me a water. I just lost my taste. I mean, oh, you know what? Forget it. Let's just do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Are you tired of the same long, drawn-out news and entertainment and politics and blah blah blah? Time to switch it up. A straight-to-the-point fun twist on your news, politics, entertainment, and everything in between. That's what you're looking for. You're in the right place. Welcome to Fire Black with your host, Tommy D. What's up, folks? This is your boy, Tommy D. And we're talking to you on Fire Black Podcast. Yo, what is going on? Long time no see. Yes. I know he wasn't there Wednesday. I know it was Friday. Friday, 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 February 22nd, 2019. But, you know, some things happen. You know, news was changing. So I had to sit on this for a little bit because we're going to be talking about a few things that just, you know, are, you know, ever changing. And we definitely need to go over some of this stuff. Um, But let me get started with the things that you need to know. You can always find my podcast on the Apple Podcasts app or Google Podcasts app on Android devices only, only. And you can also check out our podcast on on other sources such as Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Radio Public, Anchor, and Podbean. And also you can Hook up with us on fireblackpodcast.com. That's fireblackpodcast.com. Or our new site, which is fireblackmedia.com. That's fireblackmedia.com. Also, you can hook up with us on Instagram and Facebook at fireblackpodcast.com. Twitter on fireblackpodca1. That's fireblackpodca1. And, of course, on Snapchat at fireblackpod. That's fireblackpodca1. P.O.D. 
Yo, folks, I have to say, um, I'm, I'm going to get into other things later, but I was going to, you know, go balls deep into talking about this wall. But, you know, I'm really, 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 really tired about this. Talking about this freaking wall. Trump's wall. Oh, my God. This wall is important. We need this wall. Build the wall. Big, beautiful wall with big, beautiful doors with giant T's on it. Oh, my God. You know, this wall has become a symbol of a just a idiotic thing of an idiotic person. Uh, You know, whatever. You know, build the wall. Fine. You know, but do not act like that. That's going to be a fix all just because of your promise to your supporters that you was going to build this wall mind you that mexico was going to pay for this big beautiful wall um apparently the joke's on us because we all became mexicans because we're paying for the wall yes folks it's coming out of our pockets so you know um i don't know how you can then tout building a wall and say hey i kept my promise yeah you bastard (laughs) We're paying for it. Yeah, that's a good promise. Um, But whatever. Y'all cool with it? Whatever. My problem with it is this. The wall is not going to fix anything. Um, We have other issues that need to go in conjunction with this. If we do not do these other things, the wall is going to be meaningless. It's just going to be this wall that he's going to stand in front of. He's going to make big posters out of that he's going to run on for, on 2020. That's all that's for. Um, if we was actually really serious about slowing down immigration in this country, there's a few things we can do. But neither the Democrats or Republicans are talking about these things. I wonder why. Hmm. You know, because <clears throat> these uh, things kind of dip into uh, voter issues for either the Democrats or the Republicans. Let's talk about it. First of all, a lot of these people talk about the drugs and everything else. Most of the drugs we all know, we already know, comes through the port of entry. Everybody used to watch the show. I don't know if anyone watched the show that it had the Border Patrol on there. Um, They never showed, you know, the Border Patrol guys going and fighting against the walls or anything else. You know, you mostly saw them at the Port of entries, you know, trucks and, and cars were lined with drugs in, in a very um, inventive ways. You know, car seats are made out of uh, uh, heroin and, and, and trucks that were double lined. You know, they have gasoline in, in, in one tank and the outer tank has drugs all lined into it. Um, I saw one with tires were filled full of cocaine. Amazing. I mean, they are very inventive about getting these drugs in at the port of entries. But we, we don't focus on that, do we? No, because the wall will fix it. Because somehow someone will say, you know what? It's a wall there now. That's going to stop me from bringing my drugs into the port of entry. Oh, my God. The wall that's, you know, really high and tall. Not that I was going to drive my car over that anyway. Um, yeah, so that's going to slow me down. No, it's not. America, why are the drugs coming in? Because, simple thing. Everybody had an economics class at one time and point another in high school, college, elementary school. Supply and demand. America, we are the problem. We like drugs. We are drug addicts. We are a drug addict capital of the world. We love drugs. We're making marijuana legal. Everybody's smoking up. Everybody's talking about smoking. Everybody's trying to make money off of people smoking. Doctors are handing out pain medication like it's candy. And then they cut them off all of a sudden. And oh my God, they're on heroin now. How did this happen? I used to work in a trauma center. Oh my God. People would get morphine around the clock. Get all better and healed up and we send out those little addicts. We don't do nothing for them post-treatment. So when they go out, they're hooked. 
They're already an addict. And then all of a sudden, they can't get a hold of the pain medication. Well, they need the opioids. So what's the next best thing? Heroin. So, America, we are the problem. If we cut out supply and demand, if we cut out the demand for it, there won't be a larger need for supply. They can't keep up. We need so much of it. It's coming all over the place. China's setting over their fentanyl, and Mexico's sending over their, their opioids. We need that. So until we actually address, really address, drug addiction in this country, the supply is going to keep coming. But we don't talk about that on either side. Not at all. You know what they talk about? They talk about how can we lower drug prices? Hmm. We're going to make it cheaper for us to get drugs. Oh, oh okay. That, that should fix the problem right away. Yep. That should do it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, number two. Workers. They come over here because they get jobs. It's illegal to hire an illegal. We all know this. The president know this. The Senate know this. The House knows this. But no one enforces it. Huh, that's strange. President Trump is always complaining about these people coming over here. Not because they need some asylum claims, but they are coming over here because they're trying to take away your jobs. Apparently, they're taking away, you know, black people's jobs because apparently black people like going in the fields and picking. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, <laughs> they're taking away our jobs, black folks. You know, we like we are specialists in fields. Look. We haven't been in the field since the 1800s. They're not taking away my job. They can have that. I'm not picking anything. Last thing I pick is my nose. I'm not picking cotton. I'm not picking apples. Watermelon. Cherries. Tomatoes. Bananas. Watermelons. Whatever it is. If it's growing. If it's in a field. I'm not getting near it. Been there. Done that. We fought to get out of the fields. Ain't none of us going in the fields. So they're not taking our jobs. But they're getting them. Isn't it that Trump just fired a couple hundred people from his golf courses? They were illegal? You mean they all got hired from the commander-in-chief that wants to put a stop to immigration? Wow, that's not true. You know, back in the day, I used to work for uh, a uh, hotel, um, Hilton. Um, it was next to SeaWorld. Um, I was probably one of four people. I was a supervisor of housekeeping. Probably one of four people that actually spoke English. You know, all the housekeepers were on visas. Um, some of them temporary visas. Uh, who knows if they overstayed their visas? Who, who knows about any of that stuff? But they were taking all the jobs in there. There was not one American in there, not one naturally born American. Oh, except me. But they put us all as supervisors. Funny, you know, they want them to work, but they're not trusting enough to be supervisors of those particular jobs. Um, so, you know, you have these large corporation hotels and resort areas. You know, every one of y'all that have been on vacation know, <coughs> know for a fact that 10 to 1, your housekeeper was of foreign descent. Probably barely spoke English. Um, asked you, did you need towels? You know. They hire all the time. I live in a town that almost 86% of the population is Caucasian. We have three large um, Italian restaurants. You know, sell pizza, subs, you know, those type of things. Um, all of the cooks in all three of these places are all Mexican. We have also three major landscaping businesses. All of the owners are Caucasian. 
one of the owners is a avid Trump supporter. He rides around with a bumper sticker that says, build the wall. And every single worker in all three of these major landscaping companies, all the workers are Mexican. Hmm. So we seem to overlook the fact, once again, we can go back to what I said as number one, supply and demand. The demand for workers for these type of jobs that Caucasian people are making buku of money off of by skirting paying American salaries, worrying about health care, worrying about taxes, are hiring these people and making a buku amount of money. And all we have to do is start to enforce. Enforce the laws. Just like the Republicans always say, enforce the laws we have. Well, that is one of the laws. You cannot hire illegal. So if we enforce those laws, the demand and will go down, right? So the supply will trickle down also because they know that they will not be guaranteed a job if they all they have to do is get into this country. And finally, we talk about the drug trade overall, the cartels, how they are fierce over these South American countries. And you know why? They have a stronghold in these South American, American-made guns, people. We're supplying them. They're coming over, you know, they're bringing over the drugs. The guns are going over to them. The weapons they have are made in America. So they're able to be able to be a fierce force over those South American countries because of the killing, the murders, the, the, the threats, the danger, all because they are getting their weapons from good old USA. So we can talk about the wall and what it can or will not do. Um, you can build the wall, but if you're not going to be honest about why the South American people are coming over here, then you're lying to yourself and you're lying to the people that support you because they're going to be highly disappointed when that wall eventually, which I think will eventually go up and they find that nothing changes. People are still going to go to the port of entries and ask for asylum. The wall's not going to stop that. It's just going to make them go to the port of entries where they have been going to. Not going to slow down. Sure as hell is not going to slow down the drugs. Again, they go through the port of entry. They get through. You can't stop every vehicle coming through. You can't check every single vehicle that goes through. That's why they flood as many cars and vehicles and trucks as possible. If they can get over just 20%, 30% of what they're trying to get through, then that's fine. They're still able to get in some. So we have to be honest about this wall thing. Um, and people have to be honest with themselves, have to have common sense, especially people that are way up north. I mean, closer to the goddamn Canadian border and sitting here worrying about the southern border as if they have a threat of Mexicans coming over. One. Because your families and friends are hooked on um, heroin. 10 to 1 is because it started from your doctor over prescribing pain medication. So if you're going to blame the Mexicans or the South American people, El Salvadorians, Guatemalans, then you should be putting your doctor right there with them. Because contrary to popular belief, the biggest drug dealer in the USA is the MD, your doctor. They started this whole thing. The doctors and the drug companies, they have been pumping Americans full of pain medications. And this has allowed people to be acceptable to getting on stronger drugs such as heroin. So we want to blame everybody about 
the border situation, we have to actually look at ourselves as Americans. We love drugs. We love guns. And for those particular th things, we are causing these problems to escalate in our country. And all of a sudden, we're blaming the poor old brown people in the southern border for what we've done to ourselves. Stand up, America. Take responsibility for what we've done to ourselves. Our country overeats. Wonder why everybody's over here dying from heart attacks at a young age. Nobody's stuffing that food in your mouth. You are. All the fast food we eat, all the sodas we're drinking, we're doing it to ourselves. Who are we blaming? And now we're going to try to blame Mexicans, the south of the border people, for our problems that we're causing? Oh, they're bringing these drugs. Well, they could bring 50 gallons of motherfucking morphine. They could bring all of the heroin we can shoot up in our veins. But guess what? If we don't put it in our veins, it don't mean nothing. The demand people, we're demanding it. That's why it's coming. Nobody's forcing them. They see opportunity. The ones coming over here, trying to get jobs. Guess what? They're getting them. So we have an issue with not actually being honest about what is the real immigration problems. So we got to remember supply and demand. That's what's happening. We cut off of the man. The supply will slow down. If you really want to fix the immigration problem, then we have to cut down the demand. One, for drugs. And two, have these big time corporations start to get penalties, start to lose licenses for hiring illegals. Oh, I forgot. We don't want to do that, right? The Democrats and Republicans don't want to do that. Now, these big corporations, you know, these are these they're bigger supporters. Get out of here with this stuff. So, whatever. But anyway, like I said, I wasn't going to go deep into this because I have other things to talk about. So, we'll be right back. And I'm going to talk about what I really wanted to talk about in the first place. All right? Because this one is a doozy. I mean, I'm sure it is not one person on this United States soil haven't heard about this story. We'll be right back. Fire Black with Tommy D. We'll be right back. Back to the show. It's Fire Black with Tommy D. Yo, people. This is your boy, Tommy D, and we're back. Yo, <clears throat> I'm sure everybody has heard about our boy. <laughs> I don't know. Who the, I, I think no one's calling him their boy anymore. Jesse Smollett. Yes, folks. He, some of y'all remember him. He, he plays Jamal Lyons on Empire. Yes, you know, he, 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 um, was, um, uh, in a situation where he said that he was, uh, jumped, uh, apparently by, uh, a couple of Trump supporters, roughed him up a little bit, you know, put a noose around his neck. I, I don't know why you would put a noose around someone's neck in the, in the city. There's no damn trees that well anyway um so uh, you know just want to you know go over what was going on what happened you know what was you know we, we can remember that you know this all started in you know january 22nd it didn't get much play because no one really paid attention to it but in like january 22nd um he receives like a so-called racist homophobic letter and arrived at the uh, empire set it was like a a, a Less than a week before the attack, right? Like I said, no one really heard about it. It was kind of in passing. Um, no big news break on that particular thing. But yeah, he received a letter. Um, it was a racist and homophobic letter that was containing white powder 
and it was sent to the Fox Studios where, you know, Empire is filmed. Um, so, uh, it was um, kind of a childish looking letter. Had stick figures and it had, you know, some stick figure holding a gun. And he had a, like a noose around his neck and, you know, um, and uh, it, it had um, MAGA, you know, where the return address was at. You know, make America great again. I, I don't know if the letter got lost in the mail, where that would actually be sent back at. You know, I don't know if MAGA is actually at an address. But anyway, that's what it had. Um, then, um, you know. Like I said, less than a week later, January 28th, Smollett was attacked. You know, according to, you know, the initial reports on, on, on Monday evening, two white men wearing ski masks approached Smollett outside of his subway in Chicago. I think it was a subway food place. You know, first people said, oh, the subway. You know, no, I think it was actually he was supposed to be out trying to get some food at like two o'clock in the morning or something like that, uh, where they beat him up. Poured an unknown chemical substance, which I guess now we know it was like bleach or something, um, and put a noose around his neck. Um, and apparently the men also say, Yo, bitch, this is mega country. Mega country. Mega. I don't even know that. That's like sounding like a, a weird, like, redneck white gang. This is mega country. You know, you're in the middle of Chicago. Really? Now, that's what sound weird to me. Like, really? A mega country in Chicago? It must be a small country. A small little section. Like, probably something's one house or something. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is mega country. I mean, that, that, that sounds crazy. <laughs> Yo, you would have had me if you, if, you, if you was like in West Virginia. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that is mega country. Yeah, yeah that's where you was at, man. Um, but he was in Chicago. It was like, it's mega country. Um, that's that's like being in Camden or, or the Bronx. Some some old white man like, this is mega country. My my porch. Yeah, just. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so January 30th, you know, a little bit later, you know, before that, you know, he. He, he went to the hospital himself. He refused, you know, treatment. He told the cops, you know, please turn off your body cams and everything else. I'm so ashamed. Look at the news. Um, so he went to the hospital. They say he was in good condition and stuff. And then we saw the picture of this little scratch on his arm. So now you, you, you're thinking like, wow. And he's talking about, I fought him off, folks. I... Psh- this gay man was not going down. I was fighting. You know, he was saying he was swinging at him and beating him up. And, and apparently they ran off, he said. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I didn't know he was that fierce. I mean, he seemed mild matter on his show. But, yo, he was like, he fought him off. They ran. They took off. It was two guys. Had a noose. So what they was going to do? Try to hang him up or choke him out or something? But, no, he fought him off. Allegedly. Um, so, um, around January 30th, the police, uh, said, Hey, we, we, we're looking at some persons of interest, you know, in, in, in between all this, you, you, some of y'all might not know the police was getting hammered by the public. You're not doing enough. This should be look, the federal government should step in and take this, you know, this investigation over as a hate crime. You're not doing enough with this. This is ridiculous. So, um, you know, that that's where it was at, you know, so all the while, you know, they were getting hammered while still doing this investigation. And um, so the police came out on January 30th and said, we have, uh, you know, released of images. It was like a little grainy images of two people. Said we have uh, potential persons of interest. And um, they said they were captured by a, 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 you know, like a nearby security camera. So you saw this picture of them. It was like two grainy looking pictures you can't tell who they were what they look like or anything else um um i think on the next day the smallette family you know releases a uh, statement saying oh to be clear this was a racial and homophobic hate crime 
And then it just started to pour out, you know, just you know, all sorts of media personalities, TV personalities, the people that he worked with on the show coming out saying, this is ridiculous. Some of the Democratic campaign, oh, this is a, a modern day lynching, you know, they, so everybody came out like this, you know, supporting this guy, you know, um, uh, you know, I think it was a hashtag going out, ju uh, justice for a smallette, you know, uh, or justice, uh, justice for uh, uh, Jesse, you know. Um, so around February 1st, um, Smollett makes his like pretty much first uh, comments saying, you know, my body is strong, but my soul is stronger. That's deep, folks. That's that's that's, that's so deep. I gotta read this again. He said, My body is strong, but my soul is stronger. You're like, What are you laughing about? What's so funny? You know, you gotta, you gotta follow me on this. You gotta follow me. Um, so he, he, he makes his uh, first public appearance on, 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 you know, daytime show. Oh, I think it was at a nightclub. Yeah. Um, so it was a sold out show. It was a nightclub um, in West Hollywood. I think he said the most important thing I have to say is thank you so much and that I'm OK. He says, you know, I'm not fully healed yet, but I'm going to be and I'm going to stay stand strong with y'all. And I hope y'all will stand strong with me. So, yeah, that's that's what he said at the thing. Um and I think he also ended it like, you know, he he fallen the fuck off or, you know, whatever he said. He, you know, everybody give a big clap because he's like, I fought him, folks. I fought him. Um, then February 13th. Dun, 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 dun. Two men are arrested. The Chicago Police Department arrests two men on suspicion of carrying out the attack against Smollett. Yeah, yeah, we caught the motherfuckers. Arr, yeah, you thought this was MAGA country, you bitches. We got you. Um, they uh, later identify <laughs> two men. Yes, and this is where it gets twisted. They identify two men, two Nigerian brothers. So whoo. Uh, are we talking about European Nigerians? Because uh, uh, he said two white men jumped him, right? He sure did. But they arrested two Nigerians. <sighs> so, Smollett goes a little bit further. He gets on um, Good Morning America on Valentine's Day, where he gives his first in-depth interview about this attack. You know what? I'm just going to let y'all listen to just a little bit of it. So you just know what, what was going on at that time. Okay? All right. Is it the, the attackers? It's the Is attackers, it? but it's also the attacks. It's like, you know, at first it was a thing of like, listen, if I tell the truth, then that's it, because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Then it became a thing of like, oh, how can you doubt that? Like, how do you how do you not believe that? It's the truth. And then it became a thing of like, oh, it's not necessarily that you don't believe that this is the truth. You don't even want to see the truth. Yeah. You don't want to believe. It's the truth, folks. That's what he said. This is, you know. It was the truth, according to him. I mean, I mean, it's neither here or there that these white men turned to Nigerians. Um, so we sit there and go, okay, fine, you know, no big deal. He, he's, he's, you know, who knows? He said they were hooded. It, it could have been some Nigerian people. You know, maybe they are Trump supporters. I mean, Trump does have some black supporters and maybe they, you know, was dreaming of a whiter 
day in America, and they thought they would be part of it. So maybe they did say, you know what, we're going to take out this guy for Trump. But anyway, February 15th, day after Valentine's Day, um, the suspects were released. Say, what? What? Wait. They just did a hate crime. It doesn't matter what color they are. If they do something like that, that's still considered a hate crime. How are you releasing it? They said due to new evidence, they release the two suspects, the Chicago Police Department said, and the suspects have all the charges dropped against them. Hmm. That's strange. So then the next day rumors start to swirl Chicago Police Department sources start to say that Smollett may have orchestrated the attack believe uh, two law enforcement sources tell CNN that the Chicago Police Department believes that Smollett may have paid the two men who are now cooperating with the police to stage the attack against him According to the sources, the Chicago Police Department has records of the two released suspects purchasing the rope that was tied around Smollett's neck. Wow. The police department, Chicago Police Department said, and I quote, we can confirm that the information received from the individuals questioned by police earlier in the Empire case has in fact shifted the trajectory of the investigation. They said they also reached out to the Empire cast members attorney to request a follow-up interview. Mm, mm, mm. So, this guy apparently put this all together. And we're sitting here like, what? What what happened? I don't get what's going on. So it all jumps. And the police now says that Smollett orchestrated this whole thing. And the two brothers um, were then uh, sent to uh, the grand jury to give their testimony the lock in their testimony and yesterday around five-ish or so Smollett turned himself in because they charged him with filing a false police report a felony in Chicago so, the police chief is heated over this. I mean, he is mad. He's like, you know, we got all of this blowback from the community over this. And all of the while, this brother was faking it. <sighs> but you know what? Just listen. The superintendent of the Chicago Police Department but also as a black man who spent his entire life living in the city of Chicago. I know the racial divide that exists here. I know how hard it's been for our city and our nation to come together. And I also know the disparities and I know the history. This announcement today recognizes that Empire actor Jesse Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. I'm left hanging my head and asking why. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? How could someone look at the hatred and suffering associated with that symbol and see an opportunity to manipulate that symbol to further his own public profile? How can an individual who's been embraced by the city of Chicago, turn around and slap everyone in this city in the face by making these false claims. Smollett attempted to gain attention by sending a false letter 
that relied on racial, homophobic, and political language. When that didn't work, Smollett paid $3,500 to stage this attack and drag Chicago's reputation through the mud in the process. And why? This stunt was orchestrated by Smollett because he was dissatisfied with his salary. Let me reiterate again. You know, you all heard me say consistently that we were treating Mr. Smollett like a victim, and we did. We might have had some, some peculiarities with the case, as we do with most cases. So it wasn't until the 47th hour of their 48-hour hold time that we could legally hold them in custody that it, that it took a change. Um, so we gave him the benefit of the doubt up until that 47th hour. But when we discovered the actual motive, quite frankly, it, it pissed everybody off. Wow. Yeah, you heard that right. You heard that absolutely right. Smollett orchestrated this whole thing, allegedly, because he wasn't happy with his pay. <laughs> Wait. So I didn't get the memo on this. You trying to tell me all these years I've been working. All I had to do to get a raise is act like I got beat up by some Nigerians. Not white. <laughs> I had to get beat up by Shaka Zulu and his brother. And I would get a raise because they would feel, what, sorry for me? Oh, Tom, look, oh, I heard you got your ribs broken. You know, <laughs> folks, you cannot make this up. This is like like a a a lost reel from the Empire movie. <laughs> this is like sick. Like he made this up and he was like, I think I'm going to get some money out of this. They just going to give me raise. That's all. You know, I'm just going to be popular, uh, you know, because of what's going on in this country. Which is kind of brilliant in a way because of everything that's going on in this country, how split we are. He thought he's going to use that to his advantage. It lets you know, folks, that we really have to consider how split our country is right now. You know, between, you know, ideologies, between racial lines and everything else that a guy thought that he can use that to his advantage. Oh, wait. I guess he figured it worked for the president of the United States, right? <laughs> it worked for Trump. I guess he thought, hey, if this guy can sit here and use that to his advantage, divide and conquer and become the most powerful man in the world. Hell, <laughs> I can do that. I can act like I got, you know, just beat up by some MAGA people. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm, I'm, I'm a star. I'm a bigger star. And then people are going to be paying me and, and, and you know, want to, you know, help me out and all this stuff. It's, you know, it's crazy when you think about it. But then if he was trying to use the, the, the roadmap that Trump used, kind of brilliant. But, yo, you an actor. You couldn't do a better scene than this? This was the worst scene in the world. This was like a, a, a B-rate movie. Like, <laughs> this was like, this is almost like how a gay flick starts. Oh, put a rope around my neck. Oh, oh, stop it. Oh, what are you pouring on me? What is this? You know, like, what? I mean, really? I'm going to choke you out. Just put a noose around your neck with no damn trees around. And I'm going to pour bleach on you. Bleach. What? You know, he's he's white as hell. I mean, what are you doing? What What's the bleach for? You had to pour a chemical on him because you had to make it look like I'm going to ruin your clothes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to mess up your clothes. That should teach you a lesson. Huh? Try to get that out. Uh-huh. Your clothes are going to be fucked up. That's right. What, what? What was that? That is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was the best you could do? That must really, I mean, come on, you sitting here having people looking for. And, and here's the funny part, folks. 
if you remember, Smollett went to that uh, that uh, concert. Remember, he was talking about how much he beat up the guy. He was on Good Day America talking about how much he fought back. Did y'all see the pictures of these guys? These guys look like freaking professional wrestlers. These guys have muscles on top of muscles. These guys were huge as all L. And he was saying he fought them off. Yo, th these guys look like... Uh, they look like extras on Black Panther. <laughs> yo. This, yo, they look like they was from Zimbabwe. Like, forget where they were from. I mean, yo, these guys were huge. And they was sitting here talking about he fought them off and they ran away. <laughs> Just that part alone. When we saw the pictures for the first time of these huge brothers that, that came from Africa, and sat there like they like they pump iron like they 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 pump steroids like they they pump buildings, and you sit there and said that I fought them off, and all you had was like a little niche on you. You first of all, if they really wanted to hurt you, you should have been dead. <laughs> that guy could have put that rope around your neck and hung you on his arm. <laughs> Yo, I'm being for real that. When we saw the pictures of the guy, you sit there and you knew the story just fell up. The fact that they wasn't even white was one thing. But the fact that they were giant monsters, huge, and you sat there and told the story about how you fought back and everybody going, what? Really? Unless you're Jackie Chan, man. Uh, yo, um, really? You fought off both of them. You and, and they took off running because they couldn't handle you. Is is that what you're trying to tell us? Really? I mean, come on. But like I said, this is a legend. This is this is the the police version of what they felt happened. But folks, I mean, let's not be blind to the fact that his story was a little bit loose in the first place. Um, the fact that he even suggests that he was able to fight off these two giant guys that looked like they were like running and, and bench pressing cars for a living that in that sense is crazy. One, he wrote a check. <sighs> Note to self and, and, and PSA. Announcement to everyone out there. If you attempt to um, commit a crime, um, let's say you paying somebody to steal something for you, um, paying somebody to do a murder, paying somebody to pretend that they're going to kick your ass, you usually do crimes in uh, cash. You, you can't trace cash. You, you you don't write a check with your name on it. Um, yeah, it's the, the you know you can trace that, right? You, Smollett, did did you know that? Did you know that that check doesn't go away? It's actually at the bank right now, and it's still there, and the police have copies of it now with your name on it and your signature and addressed to. The, Shaka Zulu and, and, and Little Bighorn. I mean, th these guys are huge. I mean, <laughs> you wrote a check to them. Not, not, not the fact that you embarrass the, the gay community. Not the fact that you embarrass the black community by this stupid stunt. You just proved to these same communities that you're dumb as hell. <laughs> wrote a check. To do a crime. Wait, you wrote a check for him for the crime, but then you give him a hundred dollar bill to go buy the supplies. You're like, yeah, we need to do cash in that because I don't want that to be traced. What? What? Oh, whatever. You know, here's our problem. It is the divide in this country that allows things like this to occur. This young man, um, has issues 
um, he definitely has problems because one, you're not thinking straight. If you thought that was something that you was should do, you should have never did that. That 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 just that thought alone was was nuts. Um, to think that I'm going to pretend to be beaten up and your stature. Do you even, did you even think about what that could have cost in Chicago? All your supporters, the people that love you, all the people that love that show to maybe thought or could have done to innocent, maybe Caucasian people that's walking or a Caucasian person that might have had a Magna hat on, Make America Great again hat on, walking around in Chicago. I can't imagine. <laughs> but could you, did you even think that someone or some people or some group could have reacted to what happened to you in a very negative way and could have hurt somebody in your name? No, you didn't think about that. Because you was thinking about yourself. You think about money. Thinking about ways of, of of propping up your stature in the community. And in hopes that the studios would decide that you're worth more money. You did all that, allegedly, for yourself. It's a sad day. Because now... It's going to be harder for little gay girls, gay boys that are actually tormented and abused and attacked and bullied. As a black man, it disgusts me to even think that you even had the audacity to put a noose around your neck. Didn't care about the history, the awful, terrible history that that symbol represents for our community. Because all you worried about was money. Black folks, minorities, we need to stop acting like crabs in a basket and caring about just what we can do. For once in our lives, we have to start being supportive of each other. We, we have to start caring about our race as a whole. We need to start supporting black businesses, black clothing designers, or minority clothing designers. I'm not going to say black, but just minority clothing designers. We have Gucci, we have all these other ones coming out here with some crazy clothing lines that are poking at the community. And we sit there and keep buying it. They're overpriced items because we feel it's a symbol of our success. Stop it, folks. Stop it. We could do better. We need to do better and we need to hold him to account. If this stuff is true, we should not support any efforts for him to have that platform again. But here we go. The time is 1130 a.m. and I have Breaking, Breaking news. news. Yes, folks. Just off the teletype a few minutes ago, your boy, Jesse Smollett, the character Jamal Lyons off of Empire, is cut from the rest of the season of Empire. The statement that was released was signed by Another other than himself, Lee Daniels, the writer, director. He has cut him from the last two 
episodes of this season. So, um, I think some people are getting it because after he left court, he went there not to apologize. He did apologize, but then he turned around and said that he's innocent. And I think Lee Daniels have found that for the rest of the staff and and the legitimacy of you know this project to go on they need to cut ties with him who knows how long will he come back me I doubt it because if the evidence stands as it is he's going to be found guilty unless he comes out and enlighten us with some other information which he has not done yet for someone that says they're innocent um, the police went out their way to give every single detail of this case so you had a chance to come out either with your lawyer or somebody to refute what the police is saying put something else out there hasn't done that so for me you know if the police is trying to make this a public affair and, and convict you in a public light, then you need to do the same. You need to come out here and put your defense out in the public. You haven't done that, so I'm kind of leery on how much new evidence is out there that will refute what the police has brought forth so far. I'm kind of concerned at the fact that these brothers get off scot-free. I don't care... Um, if they're helping you with the conviction, they also committed a crime. They also was part of this. Um, we often too much allow certain people to get away with something all because they wanted a bigger fish. Yes, of course, you know, Jesse is the bigger fish, Mr. Smollett, but we can't let the little fish. So I don't know what's going to happen to the Black Panther brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion King brothers. <laughs> the coming to American Nigerian brothers. You know, um, I, I wish them the best. I mean, they, they, they decided to come out and, and tell their side of the story. Um, it, uh, it, it definitely put the ball in Smollett's court to uh, tell us anything different. Uh, he hasn't done that yet. So it leads me to believe that there's nothing else to tell. The story is what it is. Um, they even said that the brothers were, you know, handing him some drugs. You know, he was taking some mollies, you know, um, some E. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it, you know, they, they got text messages of this and everything. So, uh, small act, you know, you can hold on to that, that you know, that for so long. Um, but unless you are coming out with some new information... I don't think most people want to just hear you say, I'm innocent. They want to know why you're saying it. And unless you do that, then I don't think you're going to get as much support that you thought you was going to get. It's crazy. Nuts. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hit the floor when they, they, they showed the two guys that, that supposedly he fought off. I mean, folks, if you still don't believe that. And, and then I hear, I was hearing a couple people on, on CNN fussing. Um, I'll say this and I'm, I gotta get out of here. Um, uh, and, you know, one person was saying that, you know, this is awful. You know, this is a black eye for the black and gay communities, blah, blah, blah. And then you had another one sit there, young lady. Well, you know, it, it's because of how bad the magma, magna, you know, the Make America Great Again symbol is. And, and that's why this was able to. Um, uh, get traction because of you know how bad you know which is true I mean you know Magna you know make America great again the the, the symbolism of it it has a bad rap but you can't blame it on this you can't you cannot this had nothing to do with none of them I mean granted that Trump sitting there talking and saying oh you need to apologize really I want Smollett to apologize to the Magma people as soon as you apologize, Trump. So guess what? We know, we both know that's never happening, right? Right? 
<laughs> come on now. I mean, stop playing. I mean, you need to get off Twitter about this subject. Not not your best subject to be on. Just just leave it alone. Walk away, brother. Walk away. But, you know, just the fact that you're you're trying to justify his actions based on what some of these ignorant people, not all of them, but some of these ignorant people that support Trump and Trump himself does is is ridiculous. Ridiculous to, to, to sit here and say that they have something to do with this. No, they don't. Not one thing. He did this all on his own. He used something that did have a bad rap. It does have a bad rap to to his advantage and, 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 and to his benefit. It had nothing to do with them. So let's stop that, please, folks. We have to put the blame where the blame is. And that's in Smollett. That's all. Only him. Nobody else. There was no white guys. There was two giant Nigerians. So. That's all. So we have to see and wait what's going on with this. And um, we also going to have to wait and see what's going to go on with the wall. You know, he got his little bit of money from the Senate. He wants more. Um, luckily, we don't have a shutdown, but we have to decide and figure out what's going to happen. And as a country, you have to decide what's important. Is is this wall worth everything? Is is this wall worth taking money from from other important items, such as um, money for um, to fund uh, construction on military bases, which a lot of them need. Some of them have terrible infrastructure on some of these bases. Um, is it worth it that our soldiers, being a veteran myself, uh, should have less than uh, ample uh, housing, um, the best um, infrastructure or equipment for their work that protects us as Americans? Is it worth it? Is it much of that much of a threat that we should decide that monies for important items that was already appropriated be pulled to fund this wall? If we don't actually address the three things I was talking about, supply and demand, Jobs and guns. How is this wall all by itself going to work, folks? Putting a wall up is not going to do anything. And if you really, really are honest with yourselves, you know it's not. We have to do other things. We have to make Congress do their jobs for once in their lives. Not sit around and, and go on TV and blame the other side for what they're not doing. None of them are doing anything. That's why I say none of the above. We should clear house, folks. Join me, Democrats. Join me, Republicans. Let's clear the house. Let's clear the Senate. Let's get rid of all of these people that are not working for us no more. That are so partisan that they're not doing anything. They don't even want to sit down and, and have lunch with each other. We need to get rid of these people. We'll talk about that next week. I want to go into detail about that. I feel that this should be the new movement. None of the above. Hashtag none of the above. I'm going to be posting that. We're going to be talking about it. And we're going to go into how we need to clean house. Get rid of these partisans. They're dividing us. And they're not doing anything. And all they're doing is designing the government so that they can try to continue to be in the Senate or the House for as long as possible. And they don't do nothing. They divide and conquer. So it's time for them to go. We need to put people in there that's willing to work with each other, that's willing to work across aisles, that is thinking about just what's going to be best for everybody in the country, if they voted for them or not. Right? That's not the way it should work. We're the best country in the world. And now we're just slowly, 
slowly, slowly, inch by inch. Let me let you hear it, folks. Tearing up the Constitution, just inch by inch by inch. And the Constitution is what made our country, what makes our country stand out from all the rest. And when that happens, when that happens, we will be no better than any country. We won't be special no more. We won't have the same privileges and rights that no other country has. Don't let them do that to us, folks. But anyway, I am glad you stopped by. And we are going to be back next week. Oh, yes. And talk about some more fun stuff, right? So. All right, folks. So. Get ready to get out of here. And just remember, you can always go to fireblackpodcast.com. That's fireblackpodcast.com. Or our new site, fireblackmedia.com. Or you can see us on Instagram and Facebook at fireblackpodcast. Or Twitter at fireblackpod. That's P-O-D-C-A-1. That's fireblackpod, C-A-1. Or on Snapchat, fireblackpod. And also, like I told you, you can always get us on all of our Apple podcast app the google podcast app uh, android devices only spotify breaker stitcher radio public anchor podbean and many others so i will see you next time folks and i am boom out of here thanks so much for listening to this episode of fire black with tommy d for more great content and to stay up to date visit fireblackpodcast.com on twitter at tommy d light photo and on facebook.com slash tommy d light photo we'll catch you next time